Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. Um, if you have not seen the Netflix original series Bloodline, join the club because <laughs> Zach and I haven't either. Um, we have watched one episode in season two, which is the one we will be attempting to discuss uh, today. Uh, but if you have not seen that series and you have always wanted to, I actually don't think we're going to give anything away. We might. We will. Maybe. Yeah, we, we will. We don't really know what we're talking about in this because we haven't watched any other episodes of this series. But However, I think we will be giving away people who aren't there. Yeah. I would say once we start talking about the show about halfway through. Yeah. Maybe don't. Maybe there, stop That listening. is a spoiler warning. Yeah. All right, yeah, it is. There's like there's a reason that we're recording a spoiler warning. I'm just saying, you're gonna give stuff away. Yeah, I would. I personally would love it if someone would spoil some of the shit that's happened before season two, episode three, uh, which you're is blowing the whole podcast on the spoiler <laughs> warning. Me, that's the joke of the next twelve weeks. Oh fuck! Anyway, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. That's it. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got, I got one leg and then a fucking ticket. Gonna play a little cornstarch. I'm my werewolf, man. Luigi Mario. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama, a podcast where each week two uh, little little lads, <laughs> two little lads, watch their favorite mo- actor in his, in in everything he's ever done. Uh, I'm one of them little lads. You might know me from, uh, I did an ad once where I played a car part. I'm joined uh, by my co-little lad, uh, Mish Witchrup, who you might know from. Uh, the first time I ever featured in a newspaper was in Hobart and my sisters uh, like did a fundraiser for the animal sanctuary over there and um, I made it into the photo. And my photo was in the Hobart News That's of so some kind. That's so exciting. I'm so, I'm um, so proud. Can I just also preface this with, usually when Zach and I get into the studio, we often, to a fault, have a chat. Yeah. Probably about 15 to 30 minutes yeah. of just like, oh, we're falling apart. This is how I'm feeling. How's mm-hmm. your week been? Okay. And then whatever. This was such a quick, hey, hey, how you doing? Yeah, good. All right. Let's record. That I have no idea how my friend is. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, no, you're, you've been, th- you're thrown by this lack of, um, chit chat, debrief, chit chat. But I just thought, you know what? I- I've heard it said mm. in DMs and in comments two or three times that we're friendship goals. So mm. I thought, why not show them a real bit of that pre podcast chat? No, I'm joking. We'll keep it up. <laughs> People are like, you guys are friendship goals. It's like, yeah, and we are, but before the podcast, it's just a lot more like, I'm so busy. And I'm like, well, Mish, that's the nature of the industry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is like, I mean, we'll talk about that, that we are like, 
somewhat unlocked a new uh, element to our friendship goals. And that is that um, I have a very, very busy week with a lot of different like bits like writing and Ooh. like uh, performing stuff to the point where I was like, I think that I need to to um, cancel one of them because I was so busy. And that very rarely happens to me. Usually um, I'm a massive yes person because the um, different opportunities don't come around as often as one would like. Mm. But for some reason, the last like month I've been smashed. And so I called Zach and I was like, Zach, this is everything I'm doing. What do I cancel? And he goes, you don't cancel any of them. You don't bloody cancel any of them. And then we talked through it and it was really, really lovely. And I appreciate you for that. Oh, now, you. that is a conversation we would have had not Before recorded the on the pod. pod. Yeah, because yeah. my brand is... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to know I, I'm like breaking a, my balls every day. It's similar to like a few weeks ago when we had... About a month ago now, I think, a bit longer, when we had Broden Kelly on the podcast and I exposed that you two... Don't organize your own snacks for your office. Yeah. Do you have somebody else who is across yeah. the snacks? And I feel like that was a real insight yeah. into the real you. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful. Mm. You got to be careful. You like know, you we're just... getting to the, we have to stay relatable phase of our careers. Oh, that's the last thing I want. I want to get to the stage where no one can relate to me. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just way too successful and rich. Um, like you've went to your office just before to get a phone charger and you came back with an apple. Were you aware that there were apples in your office? I haven't been in that office for months. But there's there just apples. apples there, yeah. What a delightful way to live. It's nice. That yeah. is delightful. I tell you though, you got to give up a lot to get that apple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you've saying? got to do months like I've had, I suppose, but for years. Years, decade. Yeah, the decade. month the that I've had where I was just like, all I want is a little bit of me time. I just want a day where I, because I've never watched um, And Just Like That, and I've recently <laughs> realised, I've recently re-watched all of Sex in the City, which is a show I watched in high school, and I re-watched the entire series as, like, mostly background noise while I was doing other shit, but I, that's the kind of time I had in my day. Yeah. A month ago. Your life. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to watch And Just Like That. And as, like to the second that thought came into my head, I started getting emails. And just like that. And just like that, I started getting emails. <laughs> I started getting messages. Could you do this? Can you fill in for this? Can you take this? And I said yes to all of them. And now I'm fucking exhausted. I, uh, I. Which, wait, I just want to confirm that's a really, really nice, but I'm genuinely like yeah, Zach, great, Zach yeah, asked me, yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm really happy. Yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah. I love this. I, I love this, <laughs> but I am so tired. <laughs> like I've, I'm, it's, it's such a strange feeling to be this happy and so exhausted. The next, the next thing you got to learn is how to pretend to not be tired. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next thing. Yeah. Um, to be like, hey, whoa. Okay. <laughs> um, think about breakfast radio people. They do that. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. But I just want the listener to know I'm not pretending not to be tired. I'm always happy. <laughs> Friendship goals. <laughs> Friendship goals always. Um, on and just like that. Mm. Did I tell you about the documentary I watched at MIF about the stylist for the original Sex and the City? No. I watched a documentary about the stylist of the original Sex and the City. Oh, I Miff. love that. Yeah, it was great. Well, it because was... you know that original stylist. Yeah. Costume designer? Stylist. Well, she was a costume designer, but she considers mm. herself a stylist. I learned this she's in not, the documentary. She's not in as you, as, not as no. you like it um, uh, and just like that. Yeah, no, she, um, she said... It, they talked about it in the documentary. Mm. 
It was just because she was busy doing Emily in Paris. Very cool person. Incredible story. The documentary was a bit like was more about what she was up to now. It was more just following her around. And um, I don't think they had the time to do that. Like I would, I, I would have preferred it to be more about her history. Actually, the way I would phrase it, and the director said this, is <clears throat> you could make a whole other documentary about her life mm. and about what she was doing before Sex in the City. Mm. And the sh- did you know about the store she ran? No. So she ran a store in um, somewhere in New York, in Manhattan, mm. uh, that was like through the 80s, the coolest place. And like all the cool, rich, famous people shopped there. But she hired just like the coolest people, like Laverne Cox worked there for a bit. There's clips, there were clips in this documentary of RuPaul back when RuPaul was like a club kid shopping there. It was like she would, she, back when people wouldn't hire trans and queer people, she was hiring them. They just had to be cool and hot. And she was like, and just like, just. And Being that, cool and hot trumps everything else. <laughs> Honestly, you can be trans, gay, you can be anything. If you're cool and hot. In some circles. <laughs> I, t- I think it was pretty hard for people back then. That's um, just a very easy thing for me to say. <laughs> I recognise that. But being cool and hot, like. You've got a massive big tick next to your name. If you're cool and hot is all I'm saying. <laughs> if you want to work at one shop in Manhattan and nowhere else yeah. in the 80s, I think you really need to do some research. <laughs> all right, yeah, fair cool. Uh- <laughs> um, but no, she was really cool. And, and like her, so she really started as, so what? that's why she thinks of herself as a stylist because she really started as someone who just, who was really good at, like she wasn't a designer. She didn't make clothes. She was just really good at like finding great items because she had this shop. Mm. And then, and apparently the way she gets into making a look for a character is she'll go shopping with them, with the actor. She won't, she won't sort of do the whole sit down. Like fittings usually are very, Mm. you come in, they put you in the clothes but she'll go shopping with the actor mm. and they'll like just shop and she's like, do you like this? Do you like that? And Fittings have always been very uh, – I've, got, I've gotten a lot better at them. I, I usually hate that part. Yeah. It's my least favourite part as a fitting because – and this is all in all seriousness. If costume's not being made for me, shopping for me can be quite difficult. But then it leads to really interesting conversations about how difficult it is to find clothes as a fat person, mm. um, but I've always hated fittings, Ex- except there's like in, in some situations where I'm friends with people who are in the costume departments or costume, and then it's a lot easier. But generally speaking, especially if I'm doing a gig where I don't know anybody and I go in for a fitting, it's always kind of a bit like, sorry. <laughs> but how interesting is the idea of going shopping with them? Great. And then she talks about she's as interested because she – she talks about the fact that the actor has to be comfortable in those clothes, mm. even though she thinks as much about the actor as she does about the character. It's really cool. She's a cool. really interesting woman. Now that I'm talking about it, I really liked the documentary. That's so great. You should check it out when it comes Absolutely. out. Absolutely. 100%. Plan to. I'm, I've got, I got really into Sex in the City again. It was a very, very easy, nostalgic watch. It's so dated, but it's such an easy. Everything's dated. I know. And this podcast has helped me in just accepting that. To be me too. To be honest with you. That's what, I mean, this was, I think we got three episodes in and we were like, if we judge 
every film made mm. before 2008. Just in terms of the conversations we have, this podcast will get very repetitive. All, and this, just, but this, does, we, this does not need to be a discussion, just a thought, as, as we didn't have a banter before mm. that we started recording. I think that a lot has changed in the last three years for mm. you and me during this podcast, and I think it's potentially possible, potentially, uh, that we might be ready to do the pest. <laughs> <laughs> We have people asking all the time. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I yeah. just want to say, I think that maybe you and I should discuss that yeah. maybe. To all of those asking us to do the pest, rewatch the pest yeah. and yeah. you tell us how we address some of those accents. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you would really like us to record the pest, please come on and tell us why, but please watch it again. Just tell us how we're meant to cover those bits. But yeah. we've since learned you just don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we just don't talk about it, which yeah, means that that don't... podcast episode would be about 10 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> there's really like two accents that he does. Yeah, there's, no, but it's just more so that it's like every like every scene has something that's a bit problematic. Yeah, but in it's a really the two. Eye. Anyway, anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> It's the whole reason we didn't make the podcast. Yeah, well, that's it. I just wanted to um, put it out there. That yeah, yeah, I, we're yeah, seeing the DMs. The we're seeing the DMs. We're seeing the DMs. We realise that people want us to do the pest. I would say, yep, I will rewatch the we pest. But hey, pest. maybe you should too. You rewatch it. Let us know how we're meant to cover <laughs> those accents. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll be fine. But lesson learned. You just don't talk about Have it. you ever watched Sex in the City? I have watched quite a bit of Sex in the City, I would say. But never through. Are you a Miranda? In terms of, oh, yeah, because that's how, because mm. uh, if you're asking me who my favourite character is, yeah. or are you asking me who my favourite character is or who I am? Who you are. Is Miranda, which one's, no, I'm not Miranda. I think I'm Miranda. No. My favourite character is Samantha. I wish I was Samantha. Same. I'm probably Miranda. No. I think you're a Miranda. You're, you're not a Charlotte at all. Yeah. I don't believe you to be a Samantha. You're not a, you're a Miranda. You may be a Carrie. No, maybe. I'm more so Carrie than I am a Samantha, I don't which think is I upsetting because I, I wish I was a Samantha. I don't know if I know the show well enough. I mean, I feel like, I feel like Charlotte and Miranda are the uptight ones. Um, Miranda's not so uptight. She's cynical. Cynical. Yeah, I get that. Hmm. And isn't she mean to that sweet man? She's just, she's got some trauma. <laughs> but isn't he sweet and isn't she mean he to He is him? sweet, yeah. He is He's sweet. the sweetest man in all the show. He is, no, Aiden. Aiden. No, Aiden's not sweet. Aiden's like. Mm, 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 yummy. Mm. <laughs> Um, what else is on your mind, Zach? Oh, geez, Louise, Mish, Witchrup. What else is on my mind? Um, anything I've watched? I rewatched. Uh, I've been watching heaps of stuff. I rewatched uh, um, uh, Dog Day Afternoon the other day. Ooh, is this because you you went on like an Al Pacino thing? Yes. So this is very relevant to this podcast. <laughs> That's exactly why I watched it. Oh my god, we can we can talk about. Oh this. my god, that's <laughs> Zach. We can <coughs> legitimately talk about. Did this. I just accidentally land on something relevant? Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, it was I was going to rewatch Carlito's Way, mm -hmm. 
And then it popped up on my screen. I was buying it and then it popped up and next to it was Dog Day Afternoon. And I've been meaning to rewatch that film for, for 15 years, mm. like for as long as like, for so, and I, um, my God, that film is good. Have mm. you seen it before? No. Oh. I haven't. Oh. It's, it's, uh, unfortunately. With being really busy, which I am right now, <laughs> with being really busy, uh, there's only so much my brain can take. And I know I've talked about this on the pod before, but there's a very, like, I love film. I wouldn't yeah. call myself a cinephile. Nor would I. But I do love film. But there is a very specific window in which I watch good film. Yeah. If I'm somewhere between a four and a seven, I will watch good film. I just blew my nose on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, you did. That's so rude. I thought I'd move the microphone, but that doesn't make a difference. I'm so sorry I blew my nose on the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, carry um, on. But if my emotional state is anywhere over a seven or anywhere below like a three, <laughs> and that includes in tiredness. Out of ten. Yeah. Then I can only take reality television and like very simple stuff. I get that. And so what's happened, unfortunately, no, no. Oh, not unfortunate, but I started rewatching Survivor about three years ago and I, I've watched all these seasons mm -hmm. and then I started no. introducing my partner to them. You're rewatching Survivor? Some of them. Mish, that's crazy. Yeah. So what, last, last week we finished a season You're and he, my partner Survivor? said to me, we need to finish watching Deadlock. So we've only watched four episodes of Deadlock. Yeah. He's like, Mish, there's this new show called Lioness. It looks sick. Let's watch it. Maybe we should watch that. Oh, Mish, we haven't even finished season one of Yellow Jackets yet. We're yeah. two episodes off finishing season one of Yellow Jackets. Yeah. All these shows. I'm like, yep, let's just finish watching the season to survive. We got to the end. Sat down with him last night after I'd done a 12-hour day, 13-hour day to be clear. Mm. Sat down with him. He's like, all right, well, what do you want to watch? And I was just like, another season of Survivor. And because he is lovely hmm. and compliant, he just went, yeah, all right. And so we just chucked on another season and we've just started watching it. And I just sat there formatting and editing this document that I had to format and edit while we watched Survivor. Wow. And I just, I can't take anything else. I will say to you that I'm the same. That's why I got into Star Trek. Mm. I got into Star Trek on tour for exactly that reason, because I was too tired to watch. You're about to do tour again. What are you planning on having as your... Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Great. Might do little uh, reviews of it on Instagram or something. Yeah, no, I um, I just, it it just, uh, I needed, I was, I was really struggling to find something to watch on tour. And I've talked about this a million times, but it's like, yeah, I needed something where the characters were consistent. Yep. And the structure was consistent. Yep. And the story was easy to follow. Uh-huh. And with Star Trek, even though they have complicated ideas and big things sometimes, they're not, it's not, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, hello, welcome back from the break. Yes. Jean-Luc Picard's still in the yep. turbo lift shaft. And I need that. I need that stuff. And like, I'm very excited because I've got a week off coming up soon. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I'm going to watch something great, but I will end up watching and just like that, I know that. That's, I know that of me. It's easy funny. for me to be like, oh, I'll watch Dog Daft. I might actually, but I no, don't know. No, you should. You should. It's really good. It's like. Oh. That's why I'm watching like, so much oh. 90s horror right now because that's the headspace. That oh, no, that's headspace. great. Yeah. Like I love that. Uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler? Not spoiler. But Dog Day Afternoon There's some genuine conversations I'm having with a particular person about doing a series, some sort of web series 
about reviewing 90s horror films. So I might do that. Just so you know. Is that too, is this, that's an early thing to be dropping. Just something I'm talking about. It might never happen. Be very aware of that. It's just like, it's a very, it's something, it's not, it doesn't need any form of money. Yeah, no. It'll probably end up being like a TikTok thing. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, yeah, you've been talking about that for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, 90s horror is great. I would say Dog Day Afternoon, uh, it's an easier watch than you'd think because it's very like, um, it's like uh, very, it's very, uh, it's real time. Mm-hmm. The language is very, it's, it's got drive. Yeah. It's got drive. Uh, yeah, I think you'd be surprised. I, I, I. What were you saying? You can't watch a movie if you're between three and seven or above seven. Above seven or below, below three. three. I think Four you, even. I think Dog Day Afternoon, you can like, you can be on the edge there. Okay. You could be on a seven or a four. Great. And you could watch Dog Day Afternoon. I wouldn't do it, you know, really in there, but it's a very good film. All right. Noted. It's a really, really good film. Who else is in film. it? So it's Pacino, it's... Um, Who directed it? John, it's uh, Sidney Lumet directed mm-hmm. it. Yep. And the... Who did Network and 12 Angry Men. And the... It's also got John Cazale, I think his name is, that guy that was only did five films and they're all boss, Best Picture Oscar What films. is this? So there's this guy, he only did five films and every single one of them was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, my God. He's like... And he's so sweet and wonderful in this film. Uh, who else? Oh, um, the crazy old lady from from Kimmy Schmidt's in it. Get out of town. It's so good. It's such a good film. It's like uh, the script, the structure is incredible. And then I read recently that uh, all the dialogue was built out of improvisation in or. About 60% of the dialogue was built out of improvisation in rehearsal. So it's got this really like naturalistic. Wait, energy. Carol Kane? Carol Kane. Carol Kane but is baby in this? Carol Kane. Carol Kane. She's in Scrooge. Have you ever seen Scrooge? Carol Kane is in the. In this movie is like five, 10, 15 years before Scrooge. How good is her role in Scrooge? Oh, I can't remember. Oh my God. Scrooge might be up there, top five Christmas films. Christmas films. I was like, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> 50, Mish, 50. <laughs> top five. No, I wouldn't. I don't even know if I would make my top 50. <laughs> I was like, but Jesus it's top Christ. five Christmas films. Like, if that's on at Christmas, I will watch it. But I will say, Dog Day Afternoon is like top 20 films for me. Maybe. Oh, my God. Yeah. It is. It's so good. Oh, my God. How long? I, I don't know. I just love a top 20 moment. I love a Watch Mojo moment, right? How long would it take you to compile your top 20 films? Uh, it's an impossible task. Impossible. Because um, it, that, uh, nah. I, I just don't think I, look, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'll throw around top five, top 20, but I reckon fans could go through this podcast and, yeah. and we would have a longer top five. Than, yeah. I just think um, films are so much about the mood you're in. Mm-hmm. They're so much about uh, where you're at in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Could you do something like your top 20 films for when you're feeling sad? Yeah, look, that's better. Yeah. So like when you did top five Christmas movies, if you gave me, if you asked me like genre, yeah. I think I'd be much more capable of saying that yeah. because I, I just, I feel very like disparate. It's like, 
how can I make a list that, yeah. you know, is everything. Yeah. But I could say probably, I would say my favorite film is Mulholland Drive. Like I could say that is my favorite movie. Okay. Yeah. I could say Muppets Treasure Island is my favorite movie. Yeah, that's great. I would say that's my favorite film, which is so strange, but it really is. It's about a movie. Usually those mo- it's a movie that hit you at the right point. Because Mulholland Drive is not in my top hundred. Oh, crazy. No, crazy. I didn't love that film. When did you watch it though? Uh, when I lived with you. Yeah. Okay. And then again about three years ago, four years ago. I watched it. I realized that a part of why it's my favorite movie is I watched it when I was 12 years old. Uh, my parents mm. got it on DVD and my parents, I was not allowed to watch rude stuff. Yeah. Or like full on, like, but I watched it when I was 12 years old. They made me close my eyes for the two horny scenes. Really? Yep. They were like, close your eyes. And I closed my eyes. Did you like have a peek? I must have tried, but I think I did. How interesting. Did you have to block your ears? I think so. Yeah. I think I closed my eyes, blocked my ears and no, no, I didn't get a peek, but the second sex scene is like a shock one. So I, I, I saw everything, (laughs) (laughs) but no, but I actually really like that. I saw it removed of that context mm. because I, I saw the film removed of, of, um, you know, and I think 12 year old boy, I would have been like, you know, Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I saw it removed of that. So I could just see it for what, like what it was in, in a way, mm. but it was, there was something about watching it then. I think if I'd watched it when I was like 15, 20, you know, like 25, yep. I would have liked it intellectually. Yeah. I would have been like, I thought it was really brilliant, you mm. know. But because I watched it so young, mm. before I'd really formed what a good film was in my mm-hmm. head, I was just like, yeah, great. And That's I remember- how, but that is how I felt about Jawbreaker. And have you rewatched that film? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that's, that's the point. I've got plenty of those ones on my yeah. list, you know. But there was just something about it, like it, it, it was such a good time to watch that film because I remember my dad afterwards was like, that movie's so weird. And it doesn't make sense. And I remember just being like, it doesn't have to make sense. And I think there's like, Hmm. there's a wanky version of like that. There's a Hmm. 20 year old saying it doesn't have to make sense. But at 12 years old, it's a great time to just be like, it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, no, I get that. I feel like. It was very formative for me and and good because like now I get mad at movies where I'm like, shut up. Well, for me, I saw Muppets Treasure Island when it first came out. So I was was very young. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was very young. You would have been a bub. Eight, nine. When did it come out? About when, about when I was eight or nine. Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, let me have a look real quick. No, that makes sense, actually. I'm thinking of Christmas Carol. This came out after Yeah, Christmas Muppets Carol. Treasure Island was a little bit later. Yeah. yeah, so Muppets Treasure Island was 1996, so I was eight. Yeah, there you go. And I saw it when it first came out. And I've said this before, but when I was really young, so like three, the first thing I ever found funny, like remember finding funny, is Muppets. Yeah. I used to love them. I thought that that was my introduction to comedy. Yeah. Was the Muppets. And to me, watching Muppets dance is so funny. But as I've gotten older, you hear the jokes that are meant for the parents, the jokes that are meant for the adults. And it's not just for kids or whatever. So I can honestly say that I think if I watch Treasure Island now, and I haven't watched it in a while, I would like it just as much. Yeah. But because the last time I watched it was actually not that long ago. It was a few years ago. But it's perfect. To me, it is the perfect film. That It's got the perfect amount of action. It's got the perfect amount of, like, romance. Yeah. It's hilarious. Tim Curry is in it, which yeah. is so good. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, the songs are lit. <laughs> like, it's 
just the perfect movie. It's That's just how like, I feel about Lion King. See, The Lion King is very good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not Muppets Treasure Island. I really do feel like you can't fault it. Like it is so perfect. Um, and there's I a, don't know if I've even seen it, Mish. Mate, it's so good. And, and I mean, Christmas Carol is so good. That's yeah, it's like such a funny idea. It's so funny. It's such a funny way to do the movies of the Muppets is just mm. put them in famous stories. Yeah. It's just, it's, there's something about watching actors like Michael Caine yeah. or Tim Curry just being so earnest. That's the around, truth, isn't it? And it's just, and you believe that they're, and you become like, there's a scene in Christmas Carol, spoiler alert, where they go into the uh, ghost of Christmas yet to come or future or whatever. And tiny Tim, the little frog man has died. And he, it's so like, that's the story. That's the Christmas story, like the Christmas Carol story. But anyway, they did such a good job of having you get invested in this little felt sphere that when it, you, you cry, you're just like, I can't believe this little Muppet thing is dead. It's fucking phenomenal. The Muppets are phenomenal. Yeah. The Muppets, I think, I think the Muppets were the first thing I ever really started to go, oh, maybe Disney owns too much. I don't want to, mm. you know, I want to be careful just in case I ever can get a Disney Plus show. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, in my opinion, the Muppets were the best, uh, like uh, Treasure Island and before. Well, so that, like, I mean, to be honest with you, it's late 70s and 80s Muppets. Yeah, I mean, Jim, when like. Jim Henson, there were Jim Henson's, you know. But I, I think the thing with, with, I, it, my thing is less that like that because I really liked the new ones. I like both the new films. The Jason Segel one. Yeah, I loved the and Jason the Segel one. one. I didn't mind the J- Ricky Gervais one, and yeah. I loved the Jason Segel one. Jason Segel one was great. Um, but I, I, uh, the part of the problem is with I read a thing about it with with the Muppets where like Disney doesn't need the Muppets. No. Like, they don't need to make the Muppets work. They don't need... They've just got the Muppets, mm. but it's like, eh. Whereas if they were with someone else or if it was still with the Jim Henson company, mm. like, that's one of their big things. Yeah. So they would they would work. They would push to make it work. They yes. would go, while Disney's off making Frozen, they would go, well, we need to, like, mm-hmm. make our thing. Mm-hmm. And whereas Disney, it doesn't matter to them. They 100%. own enough. It was such an interesting way to put it because I think the Muppets are so fun. Same. But then, you know, maybe they live. Hey, I reckon I've got a good after the break. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to a quick ad. Um, but after the break, Zach and I are going to reveal the actor we would most like to see working alongside Muppets in the next Muppets film. Great. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, we're back. And the actor that I would most like to see working alongside the Muppets is, oh, do you know who would do it? Like this is an honest answer is Adam Sandler. Oh, that's good. Yeah, would probably do a very good Muppets film. I've got a really Or Helen Hunt. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've got a good. I've forgotten her name. I've had a total mental blank on her name. Because mm. um, I've got to Google her name. But um, your phone is going off like yeah. crazy. Who messaged you just then? <laughs> My partner. Okay, yeah, fickle. <laughs> um, Oh, this is worth it because it's a really weird answer, but she just came into my head. Yeah. And she's an actor I love. Yeah. But she just came into my head and I was like, oh, she'd be really good mm-hmm. opposite a Muppet. But I've forgotten her name. I'm pretty What's sure. She in? Oh, she's in everything. She's that British actress that she's in a bunch of French stuff. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I just think she'd be really funny. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, no, I'm, I, I know. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> no, give me a second. I'll find her. I'll find her. I think she'd be really funny opposite a Muppet. All right, I've got this. You feel, feel while I look up her name. I've oh, got, I don't know. No, I've got to. Okay, I'm going to read the blog. I've got it. Oh. Charlotte Rampling. Who's Charlotte Rampling? <laughs> You'd know her. What's she been in? She's been in like. I'm um, looking her up. She's in like, she's British, but she's in heaps of French films. Oh, her. Yeah, I just think she'd be like, hello, Muppet. (laughs) (laughs) I think she'd be really like. Oh, she's in June. Yeah, she'd be like, you know, Kermit would be like, oh, hello. And she'd be like, hello, Kermit. (laughs) Great. I love that. It was what you said about, um, like, I think there was something you said about how good. like it's about great actors with integrity that are very much who they are. Yeah, yeah. I just and she popped into my head. Great. I think Charlotte Rampling would be a great actor opposite Muppet. All right, I hope that gets back to Charlotte. All right, <laughs> let's do the blurb now. I did kind of give away what we're doing here in the spoiler warning. But I think it's really important to note that Zach and I have decided to do another series. Mm-hmm. Is this in the blurb? Do not, you say this in the blurb? Not really. Okay, cool. Uh, Zach and I have decided to do another series. It is time. We haven't done one for a little bit. Um, and we have a lot of series that we need to get through. Now, uh, when Bloodline... So you already knew this because you've read the title of the bloody episode. But when Bloodline first came out back in 2015, I was really keen to watch mm. it. And then it just never really happened. And I was really, really genuinely keen because obviously it's been award nominated. It's got amazing reviews. Like it's this incredible show. Now, Zach and I are quite time poor and we've we made it very, very, like beyond that, uh, when we started doing this uh, podcast, we're not watching anything that John Leguizamo isn't in. Not in, I mean, yeah. even like two weeks ago or something like that, we did an episode with Nick Mason where he was in it for three seconds, but he was there. We did episodes of, uh, related to The Power where he was there. Now, John Leguizamo wasn't in season one, so we weren't able to watch Season one of this show. Um, I'll just jump straight into the blurb, shall I? Let's go. (laughs) Bloodline is an American Netflix original drama slash thriller series released in 2015. That's literally all I know about this series. John Leguizamo wasn't in the first season of this show, so we can't watch that. Instead, we have to start on season two, episode three. This is literally an insane thing to do when you are watching what I'm assuming is a crime drama about a murder I think. Mm. From what I could gather, this show could also be called Angry Men in Utes, as it seems to be a lot of blokes who drive around in an overcast city in their utes looking really stressed. There's a lot of chat about drugs, so I'm guessing someone died in a drug deal gone bad scenario. Maybe. Maybe. 
Everyone in this series is concerned and nobody smiles. Mm. Everyone is stressed, right? There is not one character that's having a good time mm. at all. They're all having a bad time. There's a dead man with Siggy burns all over his body and a guy mm. named John, who is played by Kyle Chandler, goes to investigate. Investigate, sorry. So Kyle I'm, Chandler of um, early edition fame. Great. Uh, 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 Kyle Chandler does go and investigate. So this leads me to assume that he is a cop or a detective of some kind. I'm not sure. Sissy Spacek (laughs) is there. Sissy Spacek, like Carrie is there. Uh, And that's such a treat when she popped up because I was like, that's sick, right? She receives a very depressing speech from an old man about letting go of all the darkness. She's full on sus about her grandson, but I don't know who her grandson is or what he's been up to. Yeah. But she keeps saying stuff like, I would be watching him, my grandson. Okay. Chloe Seveny pops up in Scrubs, which indicates to me that she is a doctor or nurse or some else shit like that. That was very exciting. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea what her relationship is to any of the characters. That is the man she yelled at. Yeah, but who was that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Not knowing anything about this show is not fun for me. I'm going to hate this process. I am going to hate. This isn't even funny. I hate this. John Leguizamo plays a man in a ute with a gun who lends his gun to a man and picks up a teenage boy later who he knows somehow. The man is Ben Mendelsohn. Okay, Ben Mendelsohn is the man. Um, uh, His name is Ozzy. John Leguizamo's character's name is Ozzy. Okay. Um, I picked that up at the start, but then someone referred to him as something else. So I was like, oh, I got that wrong and deleted it. But then later he introduced himself as Ozzy. So his name is Ozzy. Yeah. Um, and I have a feeling, this is just a feeling because I don't know his backstory at all. I have a feeling there's some unfinished business. Oh, yes. Or And he's quite mad about something, like maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. a revenge type thing. Oh. Maybe. This is so funny to me. This I hate this. I knew you would hate it. But no, and, it's and, like when you said that I, this could be funny, I was like, it's not going to be funny. I am not enjoying myself. <laughs> I can't. I didn't I, say it would be funny for you. I said it would be funny. Okay. I didn't say you would find it funny. I said it would be a funny thing to do. What I would love is we're going to do the first two episodes standalones. Yeah. I would love to smash a couple of episodes into... A, oh, no. No, there's no way. I'm but he's do done that. like 15 episodes. We can do like one season, take a break. Okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll figure it um, out. I just had the best time. I liked... Um, what that... did you pick up? Did I miss anything out? Um, the, the the teenage boy's name is Noah. Yeah, the teenage boy was... A, um, a, yeah... And um, the what's her name from ER? Yeah, ER girl is there. I know who you're talking about. And she, I think she is. So, because there was a guy who who he took the drugs from the man that's dead, and he tried to sell them. Who's dead? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I think I think here's where I said there's spoilers, Mish. Mm -hmm. I think. That the person who is dead, I think is Ben Mendelsohn. Okay. This is a big spoiler. I okay. hope people heard me on that. I think that was like a twist at the end of season one. Okay. I think that Ben Mendelsohn was a main character. Yep. 
and then he died at the end of season one. And I think the Ben Mendelsohn scenes that we're getting, mm-hmm. you know who Ben Mendelsohn is? Yes, I know who Ben Mendelsohn is. I think the Ben Mendelsohn scenes that we're getting yeah. are flashbacks. And I think we're meant to assume that they're flashbacks. But maybe they're not. They're not flashbacks. Okay, then. They're I- not flashbacks. Because he's there. He's talking to everyone. No, he, he, none of his scenes are directly linked to anyone else's scenes, are they? Yeah. Oh. He's had chats with John Leguizamo. Yeah, but has John Leguizamo had chats with anyone? No. <gasps> I think they're flashbacks. <gasps> okay. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Okay. I might be wrong. Who's the dead guy that um, Kyle Chandler... I think it's, I think it's Ben Mendelsohn. The Siggy Butt guy. No, I think it's Ben Mendelsohn. Yes, but the guy who was covered in cigarette butts. Oh, no, that's a different person. Oh. He was the guy that... No, because he was the other guy. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> I have it gave a... me the thrill of like, remember when you'd turn on... Like, this is what network television used to be like, Mish. Oh, my God. You would turn on the television. And you just have to catch up. And remember, you would just figure it the fuck out. But I mean, like, th- there the, were previously... The thing honest. that really annoyed me... Oh, no, so much. I hate this. Chloe Seven, a big fan of Chloe Seven, yeah. right? What the fuck was she doing there? She's in one scene and she like wants someone to leave her alone. Everyone's like, no, please talk to me or something like oh. I never got. And she's just like, go fuck yourself. And it's like, I need to know why. But because I'm just, I, I can't, this is too late. If we were jumping on at season, it's season one, episode three. Yeah. It could be funny. That could be funny. No, trying to, then you'd figure it like, out. Then you'd is, figure no, it out. No one within their right fucking mind starts a series three episodes into season two. It's not like, oh, halfway through season one or the start of but season everything two. You're the just... start of season two. <laughs> if we, if John Leguizamo was in episode one, we would have gotten a really sweet previously on. Yeah. Even if we didn't, it's like, oh, well, they have to give a bit of backstory as to what happened in season one. We're starting on season two, episode three. Yeah, part, so the and part, creators of they've this. called it like part 18 or part the, 15 yeah, or something. Yeah. The creators of this show yeah. aren't going, oh, well, do you want to chuck a quick, um, no. you know, previously on what happened in season one? No, mate. No one's starting the show here. Except for these two dumb fucks in Melbourne who have a podcast about John Leguizamo, who we finally booked. <laughs> so great. It's just, I hate this. I'm not going to enjoy myself. That's funny, though. Look at you. you you've been all angry. That's funny. All right. Um, My favourite bit is when the person was like, excuse me, Sissy Spacek, my shower's not working. And she was like, all right. And then she did a different scene. And then I, I didn't know because... Is that this episode? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, there's just a lady came up. Oh, okay. Or she was like, something's not working. All right, yep, cool. And she was like, something's not working. And then Sissy Spacek was like, okay. Hmm. And then, then she talks to someone else. But I didn't know if it was just like filler mm. to establish... She runs a shitty mm-hmm. resort, mm. or if that was important information from earlier, mm. like no moment <laughs> in this entire episode 
Yeah. Every moment was equally weighted. Well, that's, yeah. So every, like, interaction, every, like, hey, how you doing? Oh, not so good. I just mm. went to this place. I'm like, was that place important? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I find that's, it that's thrilling. I would, what I found myself doing was creating these stories going, oh, that's who this, and then it would just be shot shit. I'm left feeling like the grandson killed somebody. What? <laughs> Because Sissy Spacek was so sus on him. Who's the grandson, the little th- emo boy? Yeah, I think emo, the little emo boy is is Sissy oh. Spacek's grandson. That's my guess. Oh, no. I, I, I think that, like, Kyle Chandler killed Ben Mendelsohn. That's so obvious. Yeah, but you're... N- not if... It's not obvious as the end of a thing. You're thinking of it as, like, a mystery to be solved. Oh, you think the mystery's already been solved? Yeah, the, who? Wait, what do you think is the mystery? Who's dead? No, the, I mean, the person that's dead is just like a person. Oh, wait, which person that's dead? The one they keep talking about, the dead person. I think they killed a main character in season one. Okay, and you and think it was now, Ben Mendelsohn? I think so. All right. Unless he's somewhere else. I think those are flashbacks. Okay. I think that... He killed someone. They killed Ben Mendelsohn. They killed someone. All right. I think, and so, or or that they were involved in the death of someone, and now it's all the cover up of the death of this person. And yeah, that's what I think. So what's Johnny Legs doing there? Because oh, he was ish. there. Hmm? I don't know. This flashback thing is really fucking me because that never occurred to me at all. Uh-huh. So why then? Is- mo- I might be wrong. Has John Leguizamo popped in? Looking delicious, by the way. But why has John... Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, why has he popped in then? Why has John Leguizamo mm. popped in? Also, why this... Like, such a... Like, the weather is horrible. It's, it's, it's muggy. Yeah. I think it's Miami. I think it's Florida. I don't think it's Miami. I think Because it's someone asked, did you see him in Miami? I think it's Florida then. Unless those people weren't all Because it there. feels muggy. Are it they all hot. in the same town? Because it looks like they all are. Yes. My question is, is it set? Well, I thought initially it was set in a different time because they were all wearing like 2000 sunglasses, like Oakley type yeah. sunglasses. But then they had smartphones. And then I thought, oh, I suppose people where I grew up are still wearing those sorts of sunglasses. Yeah, the ones you can get from a petrol station. Oh, that's the look. I think so. Yeah. I think I, so. I only ever, I exclusively buy my sunglasses from petrol stations. Really? I, anything that I'll never spend more than $40 on a hat or like a cap. I'll spend maybe more if mm. I ever got a nice hat, but um, uh, I'd never spend more than $40 on a cap mm. and never more than 20 on sunglasses because. Um, lose them? I lose them. That's anything the sa- that leaves so my body, I don't spend that That's the same as me. I never buy expensive sunglasses because I always break them or I lose them. Yeah. And then my partner in our first year together bought me a really nice pair of sunglasses. And you lost them? Last month. <gasps> does he know yet? Yeah, he does. Sometimes I just like. But I'm pretty sure I lost them at my in-law's house, so I'm, I'll be able to find them again. That's a, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's gone. But no, I um, I every time I'm in a petrol station, I'll look at the sunglasses stand, and if there's something cool, I'll buy it. That's cool. Every time I'm at a petrol station, I look at the chippies. <laughs> yeah, I look at the chippies too. Would you buy a chippy? Would I buy a chippy at the no. petrol station? Yeah, why not? Do you know what I, I find? I don't it... understand that as a question. No, because I, I feel chippy. like when you buy chippies at the petrol station, 
you experiment. Not you oh, specifically, me. One, one experiment. Yeah, one may experiment. So I would never go and buy plain Smith's chippies. Yeah. It's like, oh, you've got a new barbecue flavor. Yeah, right. I'm going to try that new barbecue. Whereas if I'm at Woolies and I'm looking at chippies, which isn't often, yeah. I don't tend to get chippies at, on my weekly shop. Yeah. But if I'm ever at a petrol station, you know I'm looking at the chippies. Yeah. Um, looking for those sweet two for $6 deals. I love a little treat on a road trip. Mm. Uh, but no, I'm always looking at sunglasses because uh, it's very rare that the sunglasses at a petrol station are up with the fashions. Of course. So it's like every time, it's one of those things where it's just like every time I'm at a petrol station, I look just in case there's one there. Mm -hmm. And then if there is, I buy it. Like it's like there's no, um, there's no time where I'm looking for sunglasses. I'm always looking for sunglasses. Yeah, I feel that. And I have like three pairs of sunglasses because I know I will lose and break them. A hundred percent. See, this is a fun little pair I've got here. Show me. They look a bit trendy. Oh, I've seen those before. Yeah, yeah they're, they're very Zach. Very Zach. And I think they've got a bit of a Balenciaga vibe, but you know, $20. Great. 10 maybe. Hey, Zach, do you have any final thoughts about season two, episode three? Well, we didn't talk line? about it much. We talked about it enough. Chloe Seveni? Is that yeah. how you say her name? I say seven year, but I might seven be Seven year? I think that sounds good. Do you know how she got famous? No. She was like an it girl. In St. Mark's Place, I believe, which is like a little street in New York. She was just like cool. She was famous. She was just a cool girl. She was, I believe, my understanding is her first fame mm. was as someone who was really cool. I believe that. She is really cool. And then she got put in a movie. I think she got put in Kids. I think she's in the film Kids, which I haven't seen. Mm. But... Before she was an actor, she was cast in a movie as like, you know, I'm going to put real people in this movie and I'm going to put someone in this movie who's just famous for being cool. Mm. And I think there was even an article written about her, oh about my God. this cool person Oh my God, New she's York. got scoliosis. Everyone's got scoliosis. I don't. I've got scoliosis. Do you? I think so. I don't know. Huh. I don't, don't, don't quote me on that. I quite like her. Wiki now. Yeah, no, I quite. Scolio, I don't. I believe that she was cool. I believe that she's cool. I don't think I have scoliosis. Actually, it depends on the definition of scoliosis. I've got a bendy spine. My spine is bad. Oh yeah, no, fair cool. Um, What did you say about Chloe? I just would believe that she's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, my final thoughts is, um, I like John Leguizamo's vibe in this show. Like, it's a really fun John. We've seen it before. Like we've seen this John before, but I really like watching this kind of John. I'm really glad that this is the role he's playing. I would describe it as spicy John. Okay. <laughs> like a little bit, ooh, okay. To me it's spun, but 15, 20 years later. Spicy John. Okay. Like uh, Dirty John. Oh, Dirty John. <laughs> yeah, John, fake tattoos John. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice dangerous John. John. Oh, that one. This is dangerous John. Yeah, dangerous John. That's nice. Um, dangerous Johnny. <laughs> in, in terms of Leguistamos, um, I'm going to give it two and a half. Okay. Because at this point, I'm just I, I don't see where he fits, and I don't think that's his fault. <laughs> to 
be honest. I think that's our choice that we've made uh, where I don't really see how he fits. He wasn't in it that much. It's but weird that, that... He wasn't in it that much, but I know he's about to be because I know how many episodes of this we have to watch. So I'm really curious. And at this point, right down the middle, we're going two and a half. So for me, in terms of Leguistamos, I really struggled to understand how this was his character introduction. Big time. Like, I feel like maybe we've done bad research and he maybe was in and because it's just like. This is the episode he starts in, I'm telling you. But maybe that's just the weirdness of coming into a film halfway through, you know. Or it's possible his character was mentioned. Yeah, yeah, Aussie, Aussie, yeah. Aussie, and now oi, we meet oi, Aussie. Oi, 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 very good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> here's what I'm going to say, Mish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it three and a half. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you why. I'm giving <laughs> it two and a half for all of the reasons you have stated. But I am going to say that this cast. Stacked. Stacked mm. to the point that I, I would almost give it th- four, but I'll give it three and a half. The collect, the money ball of this cast, mm. there are like, yeah, Mendo, Sissy Spacek, Coach from, um, from Varsity Blues. Is that what it, no, not Varsity Blues. What's the TV show? Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. And, and da- uh, Who happens to, oh, edition. I just remembered something, yeah. Uh, what do you, <laughs> we mentioned someone else, uh, oh, Linda Cardellini from, um, Scooby-Doo, Chloe Savigny. Like these are like, they're stacked. A, these are just like, but what has that got to do with the Starmo, mate? Because those, like they are all worth, they all have John Leguizamo energy. Yeah. Like my John Leguizamo thirst is getting, uh, quenched by it, by a film that stars any one of those actors. Yeah, so fair. the fact that I've got so many of them, they add a full one Starmo. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I'm very happy with my two and a half. No, 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 no. Mine is very similar. I just feel like that cast is worth one leg with Starmo. What I would like. Is for our listeners. It's a bit of homework for our listeners. Oh, don't tell them to tell you what the story no, is. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm actually going to do the opposite. Please, if you have seen Bloodline, oh, yeah. please don't tell us what's going to happen. Oh, good, good. But can you please tell us what on a scale of one to ten how warm we are? Oh, good. Like just uh, ten being you are on it, you are on the money, you know what's happening. Yep. And one being you are so far off, you have no idea. Yeah. Please, I actually can you just can, we give us, can you give us individual scores? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because we're both going to go separate. You're the one who did the whole flashback thing. I wasn't That's what I'm saying. I'm saying flashback. And I'm you reckon Ben Mendelsohn's dead? Ben Mendelsohn's dead. I'm saying brother, the brother, like like a, like they've killed someone. And I reckon the grandson either killed someone or is under investigation for killing someone. He's a suspect. Yeah. This the grandson is a suspect. Um. But, hey, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think Sissy Spacek had something to do with it. I, I think. <laughs> She's she, sass as fuck. I think she didn't. I okay. think they brought her in for Sissy. I know two. I'm off. I know I'm so off. Um, all right. Thank you so much for listening. Tom, can you take us away with. A spooky, um, prestige, drama sounding opening Ooh. titles vibes. Yeah. And just make some spooky noises over the top. That's fun. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs> Kill the witch! Kill the witch!
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.